Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of We Love Books, the show where we absolutely love kids' books and we know you do too. On today's episode, we find out how to train your dragon with superstar author Cressida Cowell. We get the very best book recommendations for kids who love illustrations from our CBI book doctor Anne. But first, let's hear from some of the kids at Skull Katrina Baggett Street about what they're reading right Right now. My name is Kiva and I'm reading Adventure Time. It's about like two best friends and they go on adventures together and fight loads of people and all that. I like that it has loads of adventures in it and it's real funny. It's probably for six and over. Hello, my name is Nathan Benson. I'm reading David Williams, The Ice Monster. This book is about a girl who was in an orphanage and the woman that she had to work for was really mean so she tried to escape and then she lived on the streets and then she went to a museum and there's this mammoth, she calls it the ice monster and then she found a scientist under the museum and they are trying to make the mammoth come back to life by the cleaning lady using a hot air balloon to go into the air and catch a piece of lightning and she might die, might not and then they'll have a cable that goes from the hot air balloon to the mammoth's heart and they might restart it. I think it's really good because it's funny and crazy and his pictures are really funny as well. I think this book is suitable for 10 to 11s. My name is Scott and I'm reading Hard Henry Gets Rich Quick. It's about a boy who's bad and he's selfish and he moans a lot and he always wants new things. It's sort of a funny book and a serious sort of book, not really, but it's a, f- it's a funny book. I like it because it's got a lot of twists and turns in it. Uh, the age group is probably 7 to 11 maybe. My name's The Vile and I'm reading Jacqueline Wilson. And the name of it's Butterfly Beach. My name's Shane and I'm reading Rodell Wiz Popping Joke Book. I think it's a really good joke book. I figured out some of the jokes, but most of the jokes I didn't really understand. There was one joke that said, What do you call a big gorilla? And it said, Sir, but I didn't know what that meant. My name is Yuan and I'm reading The Suitcase Kid. It's written by Jacqueline Wilson. I like it because it's different to other books I've read before and I think it's very interesting. It's about this girl called Andrea and her mum and dad split up so usually she'll spend one day at her dad's house and one day at her mother's house. I would say you should read this because It's very different and I've read lots of different books and I've never seen a different book like this before because it's really different and really inspiring. I think this book is usually for maybe 8 to maybe 12 year olds. Well, we know that you love to read, but let's see what books you love. It's time for We Love Reviews. This is Ruben reviewing Slick by M.M. Vaughn. Slick is about Eric Young. He's just a kid, just trying to fit in. But what Eric doesn't know is he's actually the first ever child android. Let's see what Ruben made of the book. I'm reviewing Slick by Vaughn. 
This is a story about the friendship of a kid called Danny and an android. They play video games together. The android likes skateboarding and slick trainers. The story shows the conflict between business and friendship. It was interesting and fun to read. I'd really recommend it. Hi, my name is Thomas and I read The Unlucky Eleven. I like the fact that there is a curse and that's why they're not winning their matches. But Stanley doesn't agree. I think it is suitable for my age, about nine to 11 years. My favorite character is Stanley because he doesn't give up like the rest of his team. I also like the book because it is written from a children's, a children's point of view and there are no adults speaking in it. I like the fact that the team is very superstitious about the curse and each match they have a different superstition. It might be wearing their kit the wrong way round or wobbly trousers that make them fall down. Overall, I think the book is great. That was Thomas reviewing The Unlucky Eleven by Phil Earl about a soccer team's attempt to break the curse that just keeps throwing them off their game. Well, now it's time on We Love Books to chat to our featured author and do we have a treat for you. She wrote the How to Train Your Dragon series. She wrote the Emily Brown series. She wrote the Wizards of Once series. Yeah, it's fair to say that Cressida Cowell really loves to write and that you guys just love to read her books. You've written 29 books. Oh my goodness, have I? (laughs) (laughs) I knew I'd written quite a lot. Yeah, 21 years, 29 books, yeah. How did you do it? Well, I suppose um, I write and illustrate the books, but I, I'm always in series. And so I'm, I'm wanting everybody, every kid to know what happens next. And I leave things at quite an exciting moment. Um, so it feels a bit unfair to make you wait longer than a year to hear the next one. A full book takes me to write and illustrate takes me about a year. Okay. Um, yeah. So I always say to kids and they say, oh, you know, you, I, you shouldn't have to feel that you're writing a big, long book like I write because you've got to go to school. You know, you've got to. Um, whereas I can, I've got all day to write. Um, but even me having all day to write, it'll take me a year to write and illustrate. What is your number one tip for kids who want to grow up to be Cressida Cowell and write amazing and magical books? What's your number one writing tip? My Number one writing tip would be to read masses because it and books and magazines and different types of stories or listen on audio um, as, as well um, because um, it gives you a feel for the way that stories can be written and don't worry too much about your handwriting or your spelling when you're just writing for the for the joy of it because that's the thing my spelling and handwriting was terrible I'll tell you you all learn to write and to spell and in the end it's about your ideas and I don't want a kid who struggles with the handwriting and the spelling or the mechanics of reading to be put off yeah sometimes I go into a school and a kid says I can't think what to write and I say you were the kid who I just saw playing in the playground some incredibly imaginative game with your friend where you were this person and they were that person that's writing. That's writing like writing a film. Don't let the mechanics of writing put you off. It's about your ideas. Where do you get your ideas from? I get my ideas from real life, which sounds really unlikely, I know, if you think about <laughs> Train Your Dragon. But the Isle of Burke is a real place. Um, I grew up in London in a house without a garden, but my dad was a mad keen bird watcher and he loved the wilderness. So every year from when I was a baby, we would be taken, little babies just a family, 
to an uninhabited island off the west coast of Scotland, an island so small that when you stood on the top of it, you could see sea all around you. It would be dropped off by a local boatman and picked up again two weeks later. So what would happen if you needed something? I know, that's, that's what I used to think. <laughs> My dad wasn't a, a kind of worrying type because there was no supermarket on there. There was no, there was no mobile phones back in the 1970s. No houses, no roads, no electricity, nothing. Absolutely no way of contacting the outside world if something went wrong. An incredible experience for the child. That is the Isle of Burke. And that part of Scotland where we were was the first place the Vikings came to when they invaded and the last place they left. So real Vikings would have lived on that little island. And I used to play in the ruined houses and imagine what would it be like to be a Viking. And Vikings believed that dragons really existed. So there were loads of stories from the islands round about about dragons. And because from when I was nine, my dad had a house built on the island. We then spent the whole summer on this little island. Um, at night time, he would tell us stories about the dragons, about Vikings and dragons, because there was no telly. <laughs> so a whole summer on a little island with no telly. No iPads, no, no iPhones. IPads. No <laughs> I know, I go into schools and kids say, <gasps> no television. But it was an incredible experience for kids because we just ran wild all over that little island. Because back in the 1970s, you know, you just let children play all on their own, you know. Um, so it was, it was just amazing. Isle of Burke is a real place. And did you write at the time when you were younger or did yeah. you imagine the stories? No, I did write. As I say, my handwriting wasn't so great. I did, I did write. And, I, and as I get older, I mean, it, it, you know, you don't have to grow up on, a, on an untapped island of the West Coast of Scotland. I don't want children to think that. You know, stories are all around us. And The Wizards of Once was inspired by um, Sussex, where, near where my grandmother grew up, um, and uh, where there were all sorts of legends about giants and fairies and, and Ireland is the land of, of fairies and all that kind of thing. So, it, you know, you can find stories anywhere. Uh, and then the other thing is, is I suppose I do lots of research to give me ideas and that's that's the great thing about now on the internet you can find out amazing facts very easily so you know I'll do loads of research into magic and I'll discover all these facts like amazing facts like um, people really did used to think that magic was allergic to iron and so they used to hang iron horseshoes outside their houses to get in the way of the the, the fairies who were kind of frightening back in the you know those days and so that would give me an idea and I think oh what if magic in my story really is allergic to iron, yeah? Or I'll discover a weird fact about Vikings, like they discovered America um, way before Christopher Columbus. And I'll think, aha, right, I'll, I'll send Hiccup off to America. Um, so you see, all of these real things gives you ideas for stories. You have a new story in front of you. you have I do. Knock three times. Wizards of once, <laughs> knock three times. This is the third Wizard of the Month book, um, and it's set in Bronze Ages, in the Bronze Ages, when magic really existed, yeah? And there really were giants and sprites and werewolves and all these incredible ogres and amazing creatures. Um, and my two heroes are, um, one is a warrior and one is a wizard, and they're from two tribes that are fighting each other to the death. And Saar is a wizard who has no magic and he'll do anything to get it. And Wish is a warrior who has a magical secret and you'll do anything to conceal it. And it's a question of whether these two children can join together because, 
you know, they come from these tribes where their parents are just fighting each other and whether the parents will listen to the kids. My books are a lot about how we really ought to listen to kids a bit more than we do and uh, whether they can fight together to fight the witches who are really scary. I am so sorry about the witches, but in this book, uh, the witches are really scary. Um, and at the beginning, Queen Sycrax has whose wishes mother has set fire to the wildwoods in order to build her forts and her fields and her new modern world. And just coincidentally, just putting it out there, at this very moment in Brazil, those forests are on fire. Yeah, a lot of my themes are about are environmental themes. Yeah, and um, so that's not a coincidence. <laughs> it isn't a coincidence. And of course, you know, it's no surprise to me that, that climate change you know, the global kind of figurehead um, regarding climate change is Greta Thunberg. She's a child. Often the children, because they believe in the impossible, are the ones who try and address the really serious essential problems that are facing us. Anyway, so, yes, in the book, Queen Sycorax has sent, set fire to the wildwoods and it's whether or not the children there, you know, can find a spell to get rid of witches um, because Tsar has now got this witch stain on his hand. And Zara is very naughty. He's the wizard boy and he's already having trouble with naughtiness. But now, now he's got this witch stain, which is really taking him to the wrong side. And it's whether or not they can find the spell to get rid of the witch stain and get rid of the witches. That was Cressida Cowell talking about her exciting new book from the Wizards of Wunth series, Knock Three Times. That's not all from Cressida, though. No, we didn't let her go just yet. While she was visiting the We Love Books headquarters, we subjected her to a wickedly difficult quickfire round of questions. Here's how she did. Dogs or cats? <gasps> Dogs. Morning. I've got two, one of them. Pigeon. Oh, she's a mixture. She's half whippet and quarter poodle and quarter Bedlington terrier. Naughty and quick and so sweet. <laughs> Clever. Morning person or evening person? Both. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Work in the morning, play in the evening. Would you rather eat a spider or <gasps> eat a slug? Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't say it because I'm vegetarian. I can't eat either. <gasps> if you were playing a game of truth or dare, would you pick truth or dare? Dare. Very brave. Do you like sweet things or salty things? Both. I'm going to have to say salty. I love sweet as well. Crisps or chocolate? Chocolate. Breakfast or dinner? Oh, both breakfast or oh, dinner. Summer or winter? Summer. Favourite colour? Favourite colour, red. Favourite sport? Oh, um, sport. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> sport. I can't do walking or gardening. Or <laughs> sport wasn't my... I can't even... Oh, to watch or to play, do you think? Either, to watch. Oh, to watch um, maybe netball, because I like watching my daughter play netball. Favourite children's book? Oh, oh my goodness. Um, oh, The Ogre Downstairs by Diana Wynne-Jones. Or The Wizard of Earth Sea. Or Holes by Loey Sacha. Or Wonder by R.J. Pellich. Or Knock Three Times. Or the Knock Three Times. Series. Yes, of course, it's brilliant. <laughs> but that sounded a bit conceited. <laughs> yeah, it is brilliant. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But yes, it's really should. good. It's really exciting and very funny. Anyway, yes. Favourite dessert? Oh, something chocolatey. I love chocolate. Favourite type of music? Oh, that's difficult. I think the music of the How to Train Your Dragon films was so amazing. The John Powell music, it just sends shivers down my spine. 
favourite subject at school? Oh, um, art, English, history. And finally, do you remember what your favourite toy as a child was? Oh, yes. It was uh, um, a little polar bear. A little polar bear, rather squashy polar bear. Very, very sweet polar bear. Now on We Love Books, we love our CBI book doctor, Anne. She is an expert at prescribing the perfect book for children. And today, nine-year-old Zara tells Anne what she likes to read. My name is Zara and I am nine years old. My favourite book is Dork Diaries, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and sometimes really younger kitty books because they're really interesting and fun to read. I like books with loads of pictures. Well, because they explain the story and it means you have to do less reading and more looking, which is fun. I like Nikki from Dark Diaries and I like Gregory from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I don't like um, the series of books called I don't know the name, I, it's at the back of my head. Okay, it doesn't have any pictures. One of my least favorite authors has written it and um, I just can't understand any of the words at all. I like Jeff Kinney, I like Rachel Rooney. Um, I can't think of any more. My hobbies are acting, swimming, hockey, um, and sometimes arts and crafts. So, what should I read? Hi Zara. You have a strong idea of what you like in a book, and that really helps me choose some good reads for you. And as you requested, they will be high on illustrations without losing a good story. Some books where the illustrations play just as big a part in telling the story as the text include the Amelia Fang series by Laura Ellen Anderson. Amelia is a young vampire who lives in Nocturnia with all the other spooky creatures. But don't worry, these books are more funny than scary and the illustrations are fabulous. You could also try anything by the writing-illustrating duo of Philip Reeves and Sarah McIntyre. Their titles include The Legend of Kevin, Cakes in Space and the Jinx and O'Hare series set on a moon that is entirely covered in a giant funfair. If you want a really quick read with good illustrations, choose from the Little Gem series, a selection of books written by many of the best authors writing today. Owen Colfer, Anne Fine, Cornelia Funk, Michael Morpurgo, they're all there. And the best thing is, the books are small enough to put in a fair-sized pocket, so you can bring them anywhere. Books where the story is told mainly through pictures in comic format are called graphic novels, and there are lots to choose from. A good start, especially as you're a swimmer, might be the fantasy adventure title Tamsin and the Deep by Neil Cameron and Kate Brown. Tamsin loves the sea and against advice she heads out on her bodyboard only to be capsized and end up in an underwater world full of ancient mermaid magic. Tamsin is mysteriously returned to her family but nothing will ever be the same. You can still get a great story, even if you leave out the text part of a book altogether. These are called wordless books, or sometimes silent books. 
Have a look at Journey by Aaron Becker. It's really beautiful and you can follow the story just from the pictures. If you can find the wordless books by Jeannie Baker, you're in for a treat. Her linked books, Window and Belonging, where we view a changing world through the frame of a window, have a strong environmental theme and are so good at conveying their message that they're sometimes referred to as picture poems. Poetry is, as you already know, Zara, one of the best ways of fitting a big story into a small space. And if you add illustrations as well, you've pretty much got a perfect book. So for my last recommendation, I give you the brilliant Hopscotch in the Sky, Poems for Children by Lucinda Jacob and illustrated by Lauren O'Neill. Enjoy your reading. Thanks, Book Dr. Anne. Well, here on We Love Books, we love stories written by you. Today, nine-year-old Esme is going to read her story, Sives Seagulls. And as you can hear, she read it outside with actual seagulls in the background. Now that's commitment to your subject matter. I'm Esme and I'm nine... I'm going to read Size Seagulls. As usual, the little girl looked out her bedroom window and saw the two seagulls, Vincent and John. This little girl would look out her window every day and when the seagulls were not outside the window, they were usually outside the girl's house. So she'd pop on her shoes and set off. But one day these seagulls weren't anywhere near the little girl's house. They were on the other side of the city looking for food. The little girl, Sive was her name, she was devastated but hoped that they would come back in the morning. She went to bed for it was late. Meanwhile, John and Vincent were near a big bin in the city and felt hungry as usual and they started to peck at the bin until they got to the bottom and just as Vincent was chewing the last bit of rubbish. Wait, it's not rubbish, said Vincent. It's money, said John. Just then, two men started running down the street wearing black and they grabbed the money. But the seagulls started to peck and even the guardie came. The robbers got arrested for stealing pensions. In fact, they were size grandma's pensions. The seagulls got rewarded from the lady by getting food off the lady whenever they were hungry. And Sive got to visit the seagulls when she visited her grandma. Well, that's all we've got time for on today's We Love Books. A big thanks to all the kids who read, wrote and reviewed for us and to all the adults who made it possible. Thanks so much to Children's Books Ireland, our very good and generous friends who have given us so much help since we started this podcast and who have let us employ the services of their book doctor, Anne, with her fantastic reading recommendations for our listeners. Our email address, if you'd like to get in touch with the permission of a parent or guardian, is welovebooks at rte.ie. 
I'm Neve McManus, this is We Love Books. Stay safe, stay well, and until next time, happy reading.